Zoom, zoom, zoom. Well, welcome, you guys. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> that's not how it goes. That's how it goes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hey, you guys, welcome to We're Pod in This Together. It's the podcast where we guide you through your favorite or not so favorite Disney Channel original movies. Thanks for listening. I'm Josh. I'm Sammy. And I'm Brandon Supreme. Jump into your stellar spaceships and get ready to blast off. Major, because today <laughs> we're watching Xenon Z3. Did you see this one coming? Did Wait, did we see which one? Co- what one coming? Xenon Z3. Oh, well, yeah, because it was on the lineup. <laughs> right? Okay, well, one of us does not look at the lineup ever, so oh, I don't yeah, even know yeah. how I saw it. I just happened to, you know. <laughs> you were just doing your weekly uh, watch through of every decom. Mm-hmm. Well, in this movie, the heroine sets out to win an important competition, but her dreams of success are jeopardized. I don't get that summary That's what the worst summary i pulled it off of imdb but it's like somebody tried to write a summary for any movie ever made ever it's almost like this movie doesn't have a point or a plot at all wow can we address the elephant in the room or the the ape in the spaceship didn't they send monkeys into space i think so either that or let's google it <laughs> i can't even remember Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. His name was Albert, followed by Albert II, who survived the V2 flight but died on impact after parachute failure. Oh, no. Um, To bring it on a lighter note, do we love Xenon? Like, we've watched the first few. How, how do we feel about our good girl, our blonde American space girl? I still think she's annoying, but she's definitely toned down since the first one. But I still love Xenon, the first movie. Um, I did Google the summary for the first and second movie, so I feel like I was pretty caught up. She looks a lot younger in these first movies. And is that Raven? Yeah. Yes, it is. And she was in this one, too. Just a little bit. Very obviously, like, couldn't oh. show up to the set, so they, like, Skyped her in, basically. Yeah. Pretty much. She's like, oh my god, a coconut. This is so funny. People are going to love this. I'm like, no, Raven. She showed up to film for half an hour in a studio that was on the other side of the country. With a green, like, they just had a camera on her standing in front of a green screen, and that's it. It seems like they didn't want to let Raven go, but they knew that she couldn't actually be in it, so they replaced her. To me, this felt like they were like, hey, Xenon did well. Let's make a whole other movie based on how well those did. Oh, for sure. This this was a hot yeah. movie, and they, they had to keep the ball rolling. They didn't know when to stop, it felt like. Yeah, they were definitely, it was a cash grab for nostalgia. I felt like she even seemed a little too old to play this character. Yeah, they had to get an entirely new younger girl basically to play the new role of Xenon. Yeah, they basically like cloned 13-year-old Xenon and threw her in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So, the basic premise of this movie is that five kids, four of whom are like incredibly close friends, <laughs> and then one other guy get this once in a lifetime 
chance to race and compete for a chance to go to a, like a music festival on Mars? Yeah. No, the music festival. <laughs> the music festival wasn't the prize. The music festival was like. So I think it was like eight people originally entered the competition, and the first four to drive to the moon <laughs> get to go to the concert that's on the moon. <laughs> oh God. But then the competition continues from there, and it's supposed to be like a winner, but I don't know what the winner actually wins. Um, What kind of... Also, at the beginning, it sounded like they called the competition the Miss Teen Supreme, but there there was at least one guy who was competing. There were three guys, yeah. And it was called the Miss Teen Supreme. Is that not weird? I mean, I'm not about to be I heard that too. That's why I was really confused. (laughs) I 100% did not understand what the prize was. There wasn't one. You get to be Miss Teen Supreme. Yeah. Did anybody win? Nobody won. No, no one won. Because <laughs> the thing ended. What kind of ho done who did dunkery kind of contest is this? That's the problem with the, these sequels. The first one actually was pretty well thought out. Like, not a lot of the motivation made sense. But they had explanations for every, like, they were trying to shut down the space station for an insurance fraud. Like, yeah. that was well thought out plot everything had questions answered i don't actually get the villain in this movie i don't get why what he was doing was wrong but we're gonna get to that i but i just want to lead in with i don't understand this movie that's that's perfectly fine buckle up everybody let's start off with point number one xenon who has probably driven spaceships and range rovers and many other things in her time is doing a like driving test basically and she's failing and like bumping into everything but she goes from that to suddenly driving to earth in her space mobile and passing the driving test i want to know who the fuck is letting 16 year olds drive spaceships I don't it know. seemed like the drive from the space station to earth was just like an hour maybe it Stop. pissed me off so much <laughs> the the What's it, who's the guy of the colonel dude? Colonel Picard. Uh, Commander Plank. Commander Plank. He's like, oh, we're in Earth. It's like, did you not like experience yeah. anything going through re-entering the atmosphere? He was like, oh wow, good job. I guess I guess you took me to Earth. Uh, you pass. And I'm like, what kind of driving instructor are you that you did not <laughs> that you were like on a different planet? That's not so good. For, for the movie to start out like that, I was like, oh okay. Oh. <laughs> In in the first movie, she had to, like, flights to the space station weren't regular. She had to, like, stow away on Protozoa's ship because it's, like, the only ship that's going out there in the near future. But now, like, this is this takes place five years after the first one. And they suddenly have the technology to let 16-year-olds drive cars from a space station to Earth. Well, and not even that, but, like, whenever she needed to go somewhere, like, she she would just take a car and drive to, drive to the moon. I thought that no one was allowed on the moon. Like, and she's like the first person on the freaking moon. She's like the only person standing on the moon. Yeah. If being in space is so like, there's only so many people who are doing that and who live on space stations. How do they have like cars and fast food joints and all of this stuff? It seemed like it was a very like exclusive thing going on. The rules in this film are not consistent with the ones in the first one. Okay. Which- that's, really frustrate me. That's what I was wondering. What, okay, just one more point is that 
the first ones use technology so cool. And you're like, oh, that's such a good idea. Or that could be real. Or I like the idea of like these hologram classrooms. But in this one, they use technology so lazily. I know Josh has talked about this a lot, or maybe it was one of you three, how in the future they made it look like everyone was just going to be talking on screens constantly. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, we have that technology now, but nobody uses it like that. It's just, it's funny to me how they project the future as like FaceTime. I mean, we're talking to each other on screens right now. Oh my God. I didn't even think about that. Wow. (laughs) I think, I think for this, the example would be people driving to the moon and like it becoming a tourist spot. In reality, who's going to drive to the moon? You're risking your life it's not going to be a good time for you. And it's like, they're going to have limited food up there. It's going to cost millions of dollars. Like, Not to mention um, Selena, the moon goddess. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm not, so that's another thing that bothered me about the first movie, even the second one, although the aliens were a little bit... They were a little hokey. Uh, but the first movie especially was just futuristic. This movie introduces an actual moon goddess. Yeah. It went from science to science and aliens to... Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind that, but I don't know. Let's build up to that. Yeah, let's keep going. Okay, we have this kid who's protesting the Miss Supreme Supreme Teen competition, but he never says why he's protesting it. He's just like, I don't think people should go to the moon because I don't want lights on the moon. Yeah, his name is Sage, and he's not very convincing. And I, he kept saying stuff like, I don't believe in people on the moon. And I was like, well, you don't have to believe in it. They're there. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> happening. Sorry. He would just run in and start screaming and then kick, get kicked out. And he never explained himself to anybody but (laughs) Zeon. So nobody cared. Yeah. Do they not have Facebook? Could he not like write a post about it? He made it sound like it was a whole like group because he's like me and my friends. We don't believe in people on the moon. And it's like, what friends? Where are your friends now, buddy? You're locked up on the moon. Yep. (laughs) So that was a whole side thing that I kept popping up. And I was like, this is by Sage. Let's talk about the other dude. I never caught his name. I just called him Space Hunk for all of the notes. <laughs> Space Hunk. I heard like Rowan or like Roland or Ro- Rowan. Oh, I think it was Rohan. I'm Rohan? looking up the IMDb. It's Bronley. <laughs> <laughs> no way. It is. Bronley Hale. Yep. Okay, it makes sense now. And he's some hotshot dude with an accent who like, what's it called when you're adrenaline chaser? He had an Australian accent, but I looked up the actor and he was born in Brazil. And I was like, I don't... He had like three accents in this movie. (laughs) So he wasn't in the first two movies, right? No, not at all. Okay. There's this part where him and Xenon are getting drinks at this little beach party. And like, they're... (laughs) First of all, Xenon was eating a plate of bones. They're, they're like, yeah. oh, this earth food. And she sets down like a giant bone on a plate of other bones. They were like, massive. They were like rib bones, but they were like, did you just eat a whole cow? Or arms. What's the femur? The arm? <laughs> Femurs are in your leg. What's in the arm? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the humerus. I can yeah. tell you that because I broke mine. Oh, no. oh yeah. Well, it looked like she was eating humor humori. It did, and it was really weird. And then the Australian dude is like, "Yo, you want a drink?" And they go over, and there are these pitchers 
filled with different color Kool-Aid with a Z taped onto them. I'm like, what is this? Like Z juice? Like, what are they? What are they fucking drinking over there? That's another thing. It was everything was branded as Xenon, and I was like, what is happening? Her name is Xenon, right? But like, why are all of the phones branded as like Xenon phones? We don't know. We are okay because she saved the space station, and now she's her own corporation. I'm guessing she's not the only hero out there. I don't know. Any hoozle. Let's talk about the kid. Yeah, so Xenon goes to visit her aunt and Commander Plank, who are now now married. And uh, they adopted a little 10-year-old who is basically Xenon. And who has been stalking Xenon. I'm confused. Was she obsessed with Xenon before she got adopted by Xenon's aunt? Because I want to know how she swung that. Or is it just that she got adopted and she like she's learning about her new cousin and she like kind of develops an obsession from there? There's a point where she's like, for me, it was foster home to foster home. So seeing you, you were the person who got me through it. Yeah. Is she famous? Is Xenon famous? I thought that this girl... Xenon is before. supposed to be kind of famous. Because she, like, saves the space station a bunch, so people yeah. love her. Yeah. Character. She Fine. finds Protozoa when he was a big deal. That'd be like if someone was like, yo, I found Kanye. He was just hanging out. So it'd be like Kanye's first girlfriend with the big butt. What was her name? The model? K- Kardashian? No, it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. um, she has one name. Let me see. Pretty famous household name. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is our point, though. It's like, how many people would actually know Xenon? Okay, well, Xenon was kind of famous in her own right for saving the space station. Okay, but I'd forget about that in five years or however long it's been. No, so. I agree. She's not like... Amber Rose. Okay. <laughs> you know more about Kanye than I do. Okay, I have a question. I'm like radiating with just like anger and annoyance, more annoyance for this movie right now. Okay. Why do they keep calling her her cousin? Because oh, she because it was her aunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still radiating so angry that they're calling her her actual <laughs> relationship? I was like, isn't she your little sister if they adopted her? <laughs> Okay, so where are Xenon's parents? Oh, good Uh, question. We don't see them. Yeah, who knows? I assumed that they had died in a space station accident and that she was adopted by her aunt and now uncle. So Xenon has these weird dreams of being on the moon. I mean, they're beautifully well-made representations of what it would be like to actually be on the moon. Totally not just someone jumping up and down from a wire. Oh my god, she was... Okay, and everybody else has the same dream as Xenon, which I guess didn't really make sense. But now that I think about it, it was probably Selena projecting him projecting that dream to everybody i'm weirded out that first of all she chose xenon mm-hmm. that didn't further the plot the dreams didn't do anything to assist with the plot in any way i mean kind of they it let her know that she was supposed to be on the moon where o'neill armstrong landed they were calling him o'neill armstrong were they i, I only think- heard neil armstrong but i wouldn't be surprised maybe they were like oh neil armstrong <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how I say it. (laughs) 
Speaking of things that don't really go anywhere, Protozoa is kind of in this movie, but not really. I say that because it's not the same actor. It is the same actor. It is? Yeah, he's just, the hairstyle is unrecognizable. He looked that much older that I didn't think it was him. (laughs) Well, so in this movie, he's supposed to be washed up and old. Well, he did a great job. He's 31. (laughs) Yeah. I love that part, though. That was hilarious. But when she's like, you're only old once you reach 30. And he's like, I'm 31. Yeah, I'm 31. (laughs) She's like, oh, Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Okay, Nathan Anderson, protozoa. Let's see if he was... Wow, he looks so much different without a little spiky hair. Zoom, zoom, zoom. (sighs) What I didn't like about this movie is that there's another band. We never get to learn about them or like... They're just kind of there to be like the... To protozoa's little B-plot, they're the antagonist. Yeah, you guys, that is not the same actor... They replaced Protozoa <laughs> as the actor. Yeah, the first one, it was Philip Ryans, and the third one... Oh, you're Okay, right. I, I was like, <laughs> he's changed a lot, like, completely. Okay, phew. I thought I was going crazy. <laughs> no, as far as the other band goes, I kind of just... It looked a lot like the band from Pixel Perfect. That I definitely had Pixel Perfect flashbacks. The song was good. I liked it. I prefer Supernova Girl. I do, too. Protozoa is way better. So Xenon and Space Hunk start to like hit it off. Is that where we are? Yeah. So they start to get this little love interest, which why they're, com- they're competition, they're competitors. They don't like each other, but for some reason they have to kiss because it's a DCOM. She ends up with Sage at the end. Whoa. Whoa. So- <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> but her little sister cousin pops up constantly and is like hey what are you doing there what are you kissing him for so they don't actually kiss so probably probably for the best probably for the best he seemed a little sleazy i think he has chlamydia he's like 16 josh (laughs) is he i i feel like they're all lying about their age (laughs) this next scene was probably my favorite scene in almost any decom we've ever watched oh no (laughs) So, Uncle Joey and Aunt Judy... Commander Plank and Aunt Judy. (laughs) Uncle Plank and Aunt Judy get a new puppy. And we don't know that they have a new puppy yet, but the little their little daughter that they just adopted walks into the room and hears them saying things like, did we make a mistake getting her? I think this is just too much for right now. (laughs) We can always take her back. Yeah, but maybe we should ship her back. I, so, yeah, we're led to believe that they're talking about the little cousin, and then the cousin gets upset and runs away, and then it's revealed that it's a puppy, and you're all like, oh, ha, ha, ha. But thinking back on it, like, that's an awful thing to say about your puppy, too. Like, if you weren't ready yeah, for a yeah. puppy, discuss that before adopting the puppy. Yeah, but they got this little puppy for the cousin, but now here she is thinking that her new family is going to, like, ship her back. It's awful. <laughs> so from that, their daughter decides she's just gonna like hitchhike to the moon if she can't if her parents don't want her she's just gonna go wherever xenon goes you know no problem yeah so she's still so there's like so this competition right Uh uh-huh tell me about it (laughs) uh the first task is to race to the moon oh okay is there like a course or somewhere you drive along or like markers 
No. Oh, oh, okay. No, you just, you get in your little car, you turn it on, you go vroom, vroom to the moon. <laughs> if when I get there, is like there a finish line or somewhere no. that I, oh, okay. No. <laughs> should I just, is, are there like stalls that are like one, two, three, four, five that I should just no. do that are. They, so Sammy, why when they were racing, why were they like swerving and like, all the time. Why didn't they just go right in a straight line? I don't know. I don't know. There was like they were they were having like circle around like who no, they're out in space. She was like, "Am I going the right way?" And Xenon's like, "Hold on, let me help you." Because her friend gets stuck in ice yeah. or something. In ice? No, she just gets stuck. The friend like gets unstuck as Xenon's coming down to save it like she just kind of waves at her through the window and they're like thumbs up good and she's like follow me i'm like follow you where to the giant freaking moon (laughs) one direction you're going and it is the moon (laughs) so also like the friend what was xenon gonna do like her friend what if like her friend was was jump out of her car yeah that's what i thought who are the people putting on this race they have a button on their spaceship that says tow line it's a button that says like rope or whatever so maybe she was just gonna like grab her with a rope and like tug her along okay and then we get we get some goblet of fire shit happening here where the other comp i can never say competitors i always say competitioners the other competitioners get stuck in selena the moon goddess's Oh like yeah, jelly orbs. So Xenon can get uh, stay in the competition. Yeah, because she needs Xenon to be the one to take a trip to the moon. Did you put your name in the cabinet of the, the, the Teen Mrs. Awards? So yeah, so I think like the first four people to land on the moon get to go to the moon concert. No, they get a they they advance to the rock climbing competition. Yes. Which is so important in space. No, and that was later. That was after the moon concert. Moonstock. Yeah, well, what was that for then? You race there and you get to go to Moonstock. And then the rock climb later was just for the title? I don't think the people who made this movie knew what the competition but was. But there wasn't, yeah, there wasn't like an actual prize for the winner. Okay, th- good. That's what I was wondering. Well, not no. good. Bullshit. I was just so disappointed when they said pod racing. We've all seen Star Wars. Have we? You have not seen Star Wars? No. <laughs> Sammy, you need There's to. There's pod racing in Star Wars, which is really cool. There's Miracle on 69th Street, which is really cool racing. There's right on track. Disney Channel's done it before. Why couldn't they have a pod race, like an actual cool race? Instead, they did these little like CGI bubbly, colorful buses that oh, were the like. The CGI in this bad. movie was so bad. <laughs> it <laughs> was so bad. bad. Probably the worst I've ever seen. It was like like a high schooler learning how to do yeah. computer animation. I was just gonna say that I made something like this in computer animated drawing. Uh huh. Where we had to like make a car move through aerodynamic yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. and you like select the texture and like the lighting and like how shiny the surface is yeah and you could see them doing that with the car yeah, i could basically see like the computer that they were clicking around on <laughs> <laughs> There's some guy with his glasses on in the background <laughs> so we have so much more to get through <laughs> <laughs> so they're at moonstock Moonstock. Hilarious. That's what they called it, Moonstock. And Sage shows up again to protest. And I'm like, okay, how did he get to the moon? 
Oh, right. And why is he on the moon? He hates when people are on the moon. And okay, so they're doing this giant presentation and all of a sudden he like drops this banner down from the ceiling with like a no moon people sign on it. And I'm like, how did he get that in there? There should be some sort of security on the freaking moon. Exactly. Nope. There's no security on the moon. You land on the moon. You can build. So, okay. So there was was one security, one guy, one security. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so the like the villain the uh, the announcer of the competition the like host guy his whole scheme was to throw this moonstock thing and then like establish squatters rights so he can own the moon <laughs> is that what yes. it was that's the yes. point of this movie <laughs> okay i swear i paid attention but the whole time i was like What's so wrong with this? He's throwing a cool festival on the moon. Like They use the phrase squatter's rights. Mm-hmm. I don't think that applies to the moon. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't think that's a thing. In what world do they have space stations, but not have any kind of government ruling or legislation or anything over the moon? That's probably the first. I think there are already rules about that. Well, squatter's rights are already kind of obscure. So it's not like squatters' rights have ever been well-written or well-defined. So, I mean, kind of got to give it to him. <laughs> I don't think that's how it <laughs> We don't have to, no. <laughs> no? Okay. But I also, mean, like, the moon's not America. It's the whole world. The moon is not America. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> uh, we need to add another star to the flag, because I'm pretty sure the moon is America. You squatters can't. rights we have a flag up there it's true, it's true. <laughs> i think they actually say that in this movie too they're like squatters rights and they're like but neil armstrong i could actually see donald trump like posing that argument oh. somebody's like we're gonna go go colonize the moon he'll be like no we have a flag we have squatters rights <laughs> <laughs> so this guy was like a zillionaire so you know did you see what i did i used the z one wow on brand why did he have to go through this big headache of fighting the government i really like this idea of like there being this woodstock coachella festival mall on the moon but like why would that be your first go-to if you're gonna take over the moon so they like get once they get to the moon and like woodstock's happening raven calls from hawaii but it's like snowing (gasps) i really wasn't sure if it was supposed to be selena or if it was supposed to be that like them colonizing the moon is like fucking up weather somehow i think it was selena she said that i'm gonna make things worse it makes more sense that mm. a moon goddess was causing it to snow in Hawaii. So that <laughs> happens. And then we get the last of Raven, I believe, in this movie. Good. Good riddance. We also see that there are like storms everywhere and it's raining and there's lightning and like no one can communicate their devices. All the circuits are busy or whatever. So the poor commander, Plank, and Auntie can't get in touch and they decide, let's just drive up to the moon. We'll be fine. Oh, to find their lost daughter. Mm -hmm. A bunch of 16-year-olds can just go to the moon. Why can't they? (laughs) That's fair. So we've already kind of talked about Protozoa. Yeah. Didn't probably need to be in this movie, but he was such a staple of the first movie that it's hard to not, you know, ask him back, even though they had to recast him. Yeah. And then he tries to, like, get another 
a chance to perform and he does, but it like doesn't go that well because he's old news. So he's not hip with the kids. And then we learn that the guy running the competition is fixing it for the macho kid to win because he... Face hunt, yes. Yeah, brawny. Why does he fix it for him? Because he thinks that he would be like a good representation because he's like handsome and it's creepy. Oh, yeah. He, he's like rubbing he his shoulders. Creepy remarks. Yeah. You're a handsome kid. You're going to be loyal to me, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is when the rock climbing happens. <laughs> like, removes. <laughs> he, rem- he moves one little, like, ledge of the rock climbing thing. And I'm like, first of all, that's probably not the only way up. And if it is, this isn't a good rock climbing wall. No. And, like... If it's an actual huge difference, then everyone will notice, like, hey, Xenon has no way of even getting up there. Oh, want to bet? You want to bet that she doesn't have a way to get I up there? I want to bet. She would have She's to cheat. moon mist from Selena, the moon goddess herself. Oh, is that what you caught these days? Mm-hmm. Not even I can do that one. No, mm-mm. Cut this. <laughs> Don't cut this. Moon mist sounds like Sierra mist. Just because it has the word mist. <laughs> uh, Space Hunk sees the moon mist helping Xenon, and he calls her a cheater. He was benefiting from her failure, but also she is kind of cheating. When he like turned around and he's like, hey, this isn't fair. I thought he was going to say, obviously, Xenon's wall has less chances, like less places to grab onto to get up. Like someone moved it and messed with the competition. But no, he says the opposite. He's like, she's cheating because she reached really high. Yeah, he like turned into an asshole all of a sudden. Like they were in love 10 minutes ago. And the next thing it's like, she's cheating. This is bullshit. Kick her out of this competition. And she's like, what? Excuse me? And then they have this meeting just between like the three of them to decide what happens to Xenon. For some reason, the moon protester was invited to this meeting. He, poor Sage, was locked up in this dude's office, just like stuck there for what we can only know as days. Yeah, so he's locked up there. But then also later in the movie, he's just wandering freely. Yeah. Why did the moon goddess like anoint Sage as her moon representation? Seriously. Well, because he was not very convincing, let's be honest. So yeah, it's really weird that Sage is in the office with them when they're having these important meetings about the contest. And he even chimes in and says, it's the moon that doesn't want you here or something. It's true though. The moon doesn't want her there. Yeah, but how did he know that? I mean, I guess he was just an activist that happened to be on the side of an extremely powerful moon god, but he didn't know the moon god. No, I don't think it was on a personal level, but they did talk about Selena in the movie. He worships the moon god. Oh, gotcha. Xenon keeps having these dreams where the moon goddess speaks to her. Oh my god, I just realized how insane I sound (laughs) right now. Anyway, and so she takes a trip to the moon and she's like, Dear moon goddess... I believe that I'm supposed to be here. Otherwise, I'm going to sound crazy talking to myself. And then the moon goddess appears and she's like a punk rocker instead of like a beautiful moon goddess. And she's like, yo, yeah, I don't want anybody on my moon. I'm so mad. And Xenon's like, yeah, totally. I'll get everyone to leave. Okay, bye. And then her little cousin pops up and is like, hey, I followed you to the moon. Oh my god. And then they're like, we don't know where we are. We don't have any oxygen. Oh my god, we're gonna die. We're stranded. Where's our car? 
Like, they didn't have a car. Why? Why didn't they take a, a a lunar thing? A rover. A rover. Yeah. Those things are litter up there, basically. At this point, <laughs> there's so many. But no, for real, they like walked out there and then got stuck. I don't know why the moon goddess didn't help them. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. There's no reason that Xenon's like, yeah, I'll I'll help you get all these people off the moon, and the moon goddess is like, great. The moon goddess can, like, help her in a rock climbing competition, but, like, she's about to die locked out of <laughs> the airlock thing. And the moon goddess is just like, yeah, whatever. Let her die. See if I care. Like, well, you need her, apparently. You, like, you anointed her. She's the chosen one. Like, you need her. Save her. They got themselves into an inky extreme situation. I like your use of sling there. I forgot that I was going to try to make this a thing. So now I'm really going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go all in. God. Uh, Sage pops out and saves them. Vega Omega. He is just everywhere. How does... I thought he was locked up in... Me too. ...a room. I don't know why he's just popping out, but... He does. He saves them because there's no, like, button that would let you in otherwise. People who go to the moon, you have to be led in by someone else or you'll just die out there. Yeah, they were in a fable moment major. Oh, God. Then her friends are like, oh my god, we thought you were going to die and we're so happy you're alive. We didn't really talk about it before. They were super pissed about her cheating at the rock climbing competition. And Xenon's just like, well, I mean, I deserve... What is it? She was like, I deserve to win. I'm a winner. That's what I do. These are your best friends who are also competing. There was the other, the girl who was like, I'm just doing this because we're all friends and like, let's all promise that we're just gonna be friends no matter what. And then neither of them speak up and say anything. Oh, yeah. Kind of awkward. Yeah. But anyway, they forgive her now that she's not dead. What she says she does later on in the movie, she's like, I'm a good person because I, like, learn from my mistakes and I try new things and I change. No, she doesn't. Like, she never learns from her mistakes. It's been her whole thing, the like, from the beginning, the first movie, which was actually a good movie. She doesn't mm-hmm. learn from her mistakes, ever. Mm-hmm. She gets rewarded for her mistakes. She's kind of a macro rebel. I like how you're doubling down now that you've forgotten to do it this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) So Xenon is tasked with getting everyone off of the moon. And it has to happen like within a day. A lunar day. Oh my god. There are so many plot holes in this. Somehow these four teenagers are the only people that can help with this because they're like the only people with cars in the entire galaxy. The lunar moon goddess basically threatens to like kill them all on the moon. They don't evacuate within like 10 minutes. And I'd be like, hey, hey, Stella, can I maybe get like, you know, like two hours instead of like 20 minutes? Maybe like, I'll help you. You help me. You know, like, hey, let's work together. Well, this is the same goddess who is like, I need you to save my moon and then watches her die. (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) yeah to try and convince everyone that they need to leave they have like go in front of the auditorium stage area and they're like selena show us that you actually are a moon goddess some dude like flips around and flies in the air it was the the villain dude the bron lee no the announcer guy oh okay the one who's trying to establish squatters rights everyone laughs or cries i can't remember (laughs) <laughs> but I, all I was thinking was, like, they're in space, and they're on the moon where there's less gravity. Like, surely it's not that crazy that someone could 
jump in the air and like spin around. Yeah, I don't know if I mean, that would convince me there's a moon goddess. No. Well, then she starts, the moon goddess also like chimes in. She's like, I want to be alone. Oh, yeah. And oh. that inks everybody out. And so they're all like, we need to supreme move and get off of this space station. It's, this is the ending got really difficult and then they're like oh but all of our space station things are gone because of some reason Mm -hmm. and then protozoa is like oh i always have a mega bus air shuttle on my hand so let's use that for everyone in the space station yeah it didn't look like it pans out it looks like a tour bus for like a musician it's like a space shuttle tour bus it was it's not it's not large but there's what would you guys say? A couple hundred people on this moon It'd stop? have to be at least a few yeah. hundred. Yeah. Probably two or three. Like, they're not all going to fit on that bus. Uh-uh. Well, apparently they did. So, I mean, what do you know? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that? the announcer dude tries to, like, run out, uh, evacuate with everybody else. And security's like, no, women and children first. And then they're like, actually, everybody first. Before. What was that festival that, like, completely flopped? Firefest. The fire fest. This is what it reminded me of. Oh my god. That is so funny. This went way better than Firefest. <laughs> I mean, they had cosmic blush there. I mean, if Protozoa is the opener, that's a good festival. I'd go see Protozoa. The team of teenagers use their cars to dismantle this entire lunar station. Mm-hmm. And they can't do it with five cars. But think, Selena, a fifth car sh- or a sixth car shows up and hooks the rest of the space station and they like oh. rip it off like a scab and throw it into space. And you know what's even more dumb? Ugh. Yeah. Right after they do that, Selena creates like a black hole that absorbs the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. they didn't like, there was like a full five minute session of them trying to pull the space station or whatever off the moon. And they're like, we can't do it. We don't have it. She could have done it. Like, just leave it behind. It's She'll fine. take care of it. Um, what I don't like about this whole thing is that it seemed like, oh, the moon is like a sacred place. We don't want to like ruin the moon. We should keep it as it is. You know, let's preserve it. But the earth, like, oh yeah, we already screwed that up. That's how it felt. It felt like they were like, yeah, earth's over and done for. Who cares? And that that message didn't even land. It could have been a message, like one or two simple lines saying, why don't you go home and take care of your own planet and live on that one? Brandon, you just fixed this movie. Yeah. You just fixed it. Well, I hadn't thought about it until you mentioned that. So thank you, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's a lot of of coupling going on now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Margie and Space Hunk are just doing it in the middle. I heard you're shallow and don't care about real deep feelings, so... We sound perfect for each other. That's almost word for word what she said to him. <laughs> <laughs> Protozoa and Cosmic Blush are a band together, which I like. I really, I like both of them. They're probably my favorite decom band. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Xenon and Sage just make <gasps> out full-on tonsil hockey right there. Wow. Yeah. You know what I thought was cute, though? What? His name is Sage, right? Mm-hmm. And people usually use sage to, like, get rid of evil spirits and stuff. Mm -hmm. So maybe he was, like, the thing that, like, got rid of the bad guy on I don't think they thought that hard. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> I'd be very upset if that's the thing they put thought into. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the only thing they thought about. It was so, this was so underwhelming. It really was. It doesn't hold a candle to the original Xenon by any means. Uh, is this the end of Xenon as we know it her? Is the, it is the end of <sighs> Okay. <laughs> I don't think I could have taken any more. This is the end of when I was watching DCOMs. Same. I have definitely, because I've seen almost all of them up until this point. I don't think I'd even seen Z3. From here on out, they're all completely brand new to me. Yeah, they can. There's two Kim Possible movies. I've seen both of those. I've seen High School Musical and the rest of the Halloween Towns. Uh, Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. That's really about it. I mean, we're getting up to the point. Where I'll be in college when these are coming out. Yeah. Really? Like 2009. So I guess we got oh, yeah. a lot to go. Yeah, but... we've still got a good chunk. This was probably the second hardest one to watch. What was the first hardest? Cheetah Girls. Way worse than I remembered. But I'll probably give this one a lower rating. Because I think I like the Cheetah Girl music. Okay. So what did anybody learn from this movie? It doesn't have to be a good thing. I learned that in 30 years, there will be a moon goddess. 30 years. This movie is only 30 years in the future. Yeah, so that's that's our future. We'll have a moon goddess. Uh, I can legally drive to the moon in 35 years. That's really good. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, I can't wait. Take me on a trip to the moon. I learned that being open to new experiences is the macro best part of growing up. That's literally what she says at the end of the movie, so... I had a problem with the slang usage in this one. I thought it was well done in the first movie. It was, it sounded sort of like something that could possibly be relevant slang. If you pay attention, every other line has like macro or stellar or lunarius or vega omega or yeah. mondo. Or- it's like they, they heard what we liked about the first one and they were like, oh, you like that? Here's more. Here's oh more. It's like God. the chocolate cake scene in Matilda. Yes. <laughs> You're right. There's a part where they see some, she says something like, that'd be totally black hole something. I was like, that didn't work. It just, it rubbed me the wrong way. I learned that sometimes you just need to let something go. Yeah. Yep. Just let it go. Anything else you want to add about this movie? Ratings? Yeah, let's give it a good old rating for this one. This is going to be a punch to the gut. What do you guys rate this movie? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a two. I can't I didn't really enjoy it. Never wanna see it again. I felt like it kind of ruined Xenon for me. Oh, that's sad. I mean the first one was, was really good and we rated it really high. And this one just did not measure up at all. I was gonna give this movie a two as well, and that's only because the fashion is actually awesome oh yeah and i liked i liked the uh costume design and that's it because i was thinking and i was like most decoms don't have to deal with this level of costume design and this one really kind of hits that out of the park so it gets a it gets an extra point i think i can really only give it one moonstock i'm trying to think of a redeeming quality like anything that i could give it points for the plot was all over the place made no sense it deviated from like the futuristic science fiction of the first one into just straight fantasy which is fine but it doesn't follow any of the rules that it established at the beginning 
I just the characters were awful. There's nothing redeeming. I can't. You're right, you're right. <laughs> this was not that. I do highly recommend you go out and watch Xenon. I think I will. I think the costumes are even better in that one too. I agree. If you like the costume design in this one, you'll love it in the original. I'm excited about that. Okay, guys. Well, is, is there something you guys would like to see in the future? Near, near future? Yeah, not this movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, I never pick up on these cues. <laughs> oh, um, I would love to... Wait, are we doing it? Yeah. Yes. No. <laughs> Ask me again. Is there something you guys would like to see in your near future? No. (laughs) Yeah, in my future, I'd love to see people finding us on social media or emailing us at podandlistogether at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. A good review. The moon goddess will kill you if you don't. She will. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 